Chapter Five, Part Three of A Problem in Modern Ethics by John Addington Simons. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter Five, Literature, Medicine, Part Three. Die krankhaften Erscheinungen des Geschlechtssinnes. B. Tarnowski. Berlin, Hirschwald, 1886. This is avowedly an attempt to distinguish the morbid kinds of sexual perversion from the merely vicious, and to enforce the necessity of treating the former not as criminal but as pathological. The forensic physician discerns corruption, oversatiated sensuality, deep-rooted vice, perverse will, etc., where the clinical observer recognises with certainty a morbid condition of the patient marked by typical steps of development and termination, where the one wishes to punish immorality, the other pleads for the necessity of methodical, therapeutic treatment. The author is a Russian, whose practice in St. Petersburg has brought him into close professional relations with the male prostitutes and habitual pederasts of that capital. He is able, therefore, to speak with authority on the ground of a quite exceptional knowledge of the moral and physical disturbances connected with sodomy. I cannot but think that the very peculiarities of his experience have led him to form incomplete theories. He is too familiar with venal pathics, pedicators and effeminates who prostitute their bodies in the grossest way to be able to appreciate the subtler bearings of the problem. Tarnowski makes two broad divisions of sexual inversion. The first kind is inborn, dependent upon hereditary taint and neuropathic diathesis. He distinguishes three sorts of inborn perversity. In the most marked of its forms it is chronic and persistent, appearing with the earliest dawn of puberty, unmodified by education, attaining to its maximum of intensity in manhood manifesting, in fact, all the signs of ordinary sexual inclination. In a second form it is not chronic and persistent, but periodical. The patient is subject to occasional disturbances of the nervous centres, which express themselves in violent and irresistible attacks of the perverted instinct. The third form is elliptical. With regard to acquired sexual inversion, he dwells upon the influence of bad example, the power of imitation, fashion, corrupt literature, curiosity in persons jaded with normal excesses. Extraordinary details are given concerning the state of schools in Russia, ages 63 to 65 and a particular case is mentioned in which Tarnowski himself identified twenty-nine passive pederasts between the ages of nine and fifteen in a single school. He had been called in to pronounce upon the causes of an outbreak of syphilis among the pupils. 
interesting information is also communicated regarding the prevalence of abnormal vice in st petersburg where it appears that bathmen cab-drivers caretakers of houses and artisans are particularly in request pages ninety eight to a hundred and one the russian people show no repugnance for what they call gentlemen's tricks tarnovsky calls attention to ships garrisons prisons as milieu well calculated for the development of this vice when it had once been introduced by someone tainted with it his view about nations like the greeks the persians and the afghans is that through imitation fashion and social toleration it has become endemic but all the sorts of abnormality included under the title of acquired tarnovsky regards as criminal the individual ought he thinks to be punished by the law he naturally includes under this category of acquired perversion the vices of old debauchees at this point however his classification becomes confused for he shows how senile tendencies to sodomitic passion are frequently the symptom of approaching brain disease to which the reason and the constitution of the patient will succumb french physicians call this la pederastie des ramolis returning to what tarnowsky says about the inborn species of sexual inversion i may call attention to an admirable description of the type in general pages eleven to fifteen i think however that he lays too great stress upon the passivity of the emotions in these persons their effeminacy of dress habits inclinations he is clearly speaking from large experience so it must be supposed that he has not come across frequent instances of men who feel look and act like men the only difference between them and normal males being that they love their own sex in describing a second degree of the aberration pages sixteen seventeen he still accentuates effeminacy in dress and habits beyond the point which general observation would justify careful study of the cases adduced in kraft ebbing's psychopathia supplies a just measure for the criticism of tarnowsky upon this head from them we learn that effeminacy of physique and habit is by no means a distinctive mark of the born pederast next it may be noticed that tarnowsky believes even innate and hereditary tendencies can be modified and overcome by proper moral and physique discipline in youth and that the subjects of them will even be brought to marry in some cases pages seventeen eighteen it would not serve any purpose of utility here to follow tarnowsky into further details regarding the particular forms assumed by perverted appetite but attention must be directed to his definition of hereditary predisposition pages thirty three to thirty five this is extraordinarily wide 
he regards every disturbance of the nervous system in an ancestor as sufficient epilepsy brain disease hysteria insanity he includes alcoholism syphilitic affections pneumonia typhus physical exhaustion excessive anemia debauchery anything in short which is sufficient to enfeeble the nervous system and the sexual potency of the parent at this point he remarks that long residence at high altitudes tends to weaken the sexual activity and to develop perversity adducing an old belief of the persians that paiderastia originated in the high plateau of armenia page thirty five it need hardly i think be said that these theories are contradicted to the fullest extent by the experience of those who have lived with the mountaineers of central europe they are indeed capable of continence to a remarkable degree but they are also vigorously procreative and remarkably free from sexual inversion finally it must be observed that tarnowsky discusses the physical signs of active and passive sodomy at some length pages one hundred and eight to one hundred and thirty five his opportunities of physical observation in medical practice as the trusted physician of the st petersburg pederasts gives him the right to speak with authority the most decisive thing he says is that caspar through want of familiarity with the phenomena is too contemptuous towards one point in tardieu's theory in short tarnowsky feels sure that a habitual passive pederast will show something like the sign in question if examined by an expert in the proper position but that is the only deformation of the body on which he relies. End of chapter five, part three. Recording by Martin Geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey.